good to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. I know uh, hastily thrown together 2021-2022 EPL preview podcast. Uh, shout out to MJ uh, for sending a text at like 10 o'clock this Here morning. Being like, hey, do we want to do this? Because um, yeah. We fuck. were like, I don't know. I'm free. Why the hell not? Yeah. Uh, I have nothing else going on in my life. All of everybody in my family has COVID except for oh me. So I'm just hanging out uh, in my house by myself. So, uh, so yeah, so we threw together a, 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 a very abbreviated slapdashery style EPL preview podcast. Uh, we've done this before. We've done it. We've done it sort of a Patreon exclusive. This one, I, I just felt so bad about how slapdash it was. I was like, let's just release it to the masses early. Um, so yeah, so hopefully you're listening to this one, uh, before the Brentford Arsenal game that is taking place probably right now while you're listening to the podcast. So I'm hoping to get everything edited uh, and out before I go to bed tonight. So we'll see how that goes. Even uh, if you watch all or none of the Premier League games this weekend, you might still find some value of like bored on a Monday at work wanting to listen to this. Everybody yeah, this, likes the sound of my voice. This is definitely a, uh, yeah, um, this is, uh, you can listen to this anytime, honestly. You can listen to this probably right before the season's over and just laugh at how uh, hilariously wrong we were on all of our picks and predictions and all that stuff. Because we were going to give you picks and we're going to give you predictions because. And Lord knows we're not going to hold ourselves accountable. So you, the listeners, have to do that. Uh, well, yes, I'm going to hold ourselves accountable to our predictions. But yes, <laughs> every, to our picks, yes, you can hold, everybody else holds accountable to that. Uh, all right, so a couple quick Points of order, uh, odds uh, for winning the Premier League are from BetMGM as of uh, this episode of today, uh, August 12th at 2.43 p.m. when I looked at them. And then now we're doing, so we're going to be picking uh, over and under on points for each of the teams. That's uh, points uh, according to a website called pointsbet.com, which I'm assuming is a gambling site. I do not gamble, so I don't know uh, how e- any of the stuff even works. And you can't quote me on that I know how to gamble because I do not know how to gamble. Uh, fed, um, fuck you. I don't know how to gamble. Anyways, pointsbet.com. I love Texas Hold'em. If anyone has a house game, pointsbet.com. And you only know how to gamble with Zeller Bucks. Yes, I, I, I didn't. I definitely did not run a uh, sports book from my uh, college dorm room at all no, back nope, in 2000-2001. I definitely I did not do that. So, And I'm definitely not running one out of the black heart right now. Just FYI, no. not doing that. That was, so sounds like a lot of work. If you come asking about it, I'm definitely not doing it. So please do not ask about it. I'm not doing it. The first right rule of Blackheart Sportsbook is you do not talk about talk Blackheart, about Blackheart Sportsbook. Sportsbook. Favorite movie of all time. You met me at a really weird time. <laughs> uh, 
a uh, couple couple points uh, before we jump into the actual previews. Uh, the transfer window is still wide open for uh, EPL. I think it closes on August 31st with all the other transfer windows. So we're ta- we'll be talking about uh, uh, people who have come in. There's obviously players who are probably going to leave some of these teams. So, you know, take whatever we say with a grain of salt because, again, the uh, the window is still open for incoming transfers, incoming and outgoing transfers. And then um, we have some new refereeing rules that were laid out about a week and a half ago. Uh, especially this is, these are important for people who are rabid EPL watchers like myself and MJ. They're going to be doing VAR a little bit differently um, when it comes to offside rulings. Uh, they're not going to be doing the, you know, ticky tacky centimeter space lines. They'll be drawing thicker lines basically is, is how this breaks down. Um, they're giving the benefit to, to the attacking player. Uh, and basically, they, they, this is the same rule that how, if you, if you watch any of the Euros, uh, the 2020 Euros that took place in 2021, uh, this summer, they drew a much thicker line uh, for offsides. Um, and they went back and looked, the, 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 the referees for England went back and looked. And if they had implemented this rule last year, um, 32 VAR goals were goals from, looked at by VAR were ruled out 19 of those 32 would have counted including five for Liverpool, by the way, just FYI, not, not, not bitter and jaded at all. Um, including Jen- Jordan Henderson's winner over Everton would have counted by the way. Um, Too bad. So, so, sad. so, so it's going to look a lot more like Euro 2020, uh, which was widely praised by, by uh, people all over Europe and, and, and around the world. It's a much more fair system. I think you, you need to soccer is such a low scoring game you definitely should be giving the benefit uh, to the attacker, um, especially if it's, if it's, you know, your, your nose is over by a quarter of an inch or cause you can technically put the ball in with your nose, even though hardly anybody does. Um, that would be painful. Yeah. Or like your toenail is, is over. Uh, and or Zeller's face. you could put the ball in with Zeller's face. You could, I've done that before. Um, uh, the other big note there is that, um, the uh yeah they're not going to show uh the entire process of, of the drawing of the lines they're just going to show what the result is so there's i don't one... like it transparency yeah. always i don't know there'll be one line um and hopefully the euro 2020 var uh situation was actually pretty good uh they were pretty quick so if this is if this will help speed up the game make the game um go faster and you know just if, if you are and if it gives the benefits to the attacker, I think that's generally a pretty good thing. One of the other things that will help speed up the game is uh, the soft penalties. So we saw a lot of penalties given. Uh, I think there was an exponential number of penalties given, um, the most penalties ever given in a, uh, in a uh, EPL or, or first division uh, season last year. Uh, much more, again, much more like the Euros, contact on its own um, is only part of what the referee should look for. The referee should consider consequences and the motivation of the player as well. Um, you know, those, those, those flops that go over, this is the, it, I know, I know everybody said it's you, you read motivation. You're like, how do you tell the motivation of a, right. of a player? That's horrible. Don't ask them um, to do that. No, this, no, I think this will immensely help the game. The, the, the in Euros, this is what VAR is for, right? VAR, the referee should allow these things to continue. VAR should look at it and be able to tell him, actually, you made a mistake. And um, I think this is actually will help the flow of the game go if a lot, the VAR a lot further. Paying attention. Well, that's their job. So I, I theoretically hope that they are. 
Um, I think Minnesota is, United was fucked by a VAR ref. Well, that's point. yeah. Well, I mean, you you need good VAR refs, obviously, and um, that's I'm not saying that this is not going to fuck somebody. It, it very well could. It will. Um, but it will. I I don't I don't think it will fuck as many people as the soft ass penalties that uh, Manchester United gets all the time because those are soft ass penalties. And in, in MJ, general, you know that. Can we say this in general? Even though the implementation of VAR was horrible in the Premier League last year, in general, the bar refs in England are better than the bar refs in the United States for MLS? I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I don't... That's 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 a tough thing to... Because MLS goes to VAR a lot less than than they did in, in England. Um, oh. And, and VAR, VAR fucked up a lot in England, too, man. I, I yeah. once you Once you once you introduce this technology, um, it's it's a slippery slope, right? You, you're never going to get it back. So it's a matter of like trying to make it uh, as uh, unobtrusive as possible, which I think this, these rules are trying to do that, right? It's like um, they're, they're encouraging. So also, by the way, for, and so this is uh, another part, they're encouraging if, if it's a clear offside um, before last year, you would see the, uh, everybody would be yelling offside, offside, offside as they're watching the game at the Blackheart. And the referee, the, the assistant referee, would not put up their flag, even though it clearly was offside. Uh, and then um, something would happen. You know, they, there would be like four or five passes and tackles happening. And then they would blow the whistle, like, "Oh yeah, offside." They're encouraging, uh, or the, the referee would not put up their flag. They're encouraging the referees to actually put up their flag earlier if it's a clear offside to uh, potentially avoid any injuries or anything that might happen, which is really good. I think that's another. Um, refereeing change and the final one with regards to handball um in regards to attacking handballs uh this season a goal will only be ruled out if the ball hits the arm or hand of the goal scorer and he then scores immediately if it's an incidental handball um off of an attacking player uh but then he passes the ball to another player on his team and that player scores that goal will count Last year, there were several goals ruled out because there was an incidental uh, handball. Um, it was off an arm or something, you know, or you know, close to the body or whatever. That player passed to another player, and that player scored. That mm. goal was ca- was called out last year. That goal will count this year. And Interesting. The def- on the defensive handball side, uh, a penalty um, should only be given if a player is making his body bigger by holding his arm away- well away from his body or in a deliberate position. So there are several players, I think, uh, was it Eric Dyer from Tottenham um, was jumping and he had a, he, you know, his hand hit the ball at like the, at the very top of the 18 and that was given as a penalty that will be, that would not be a penalty this year going forward. So it's, it has to be deliberate. So you're, you have to be in a non-natural position um, in order for a handball to be called uh, and a penalty to be, to be awarded. So I think these are all generally good um you know good additions and, and good revisions to refereeing and and allowing you know uh hopefully more scoring in the epl and generally less um nuance if you will in terms of you know adjudication for referees do you guys have any other any other thoughts on on this i don't like the wording of a lot of this but i think i will like the results in practice so you know yeah. the jury's out the the main thing about this is yeah. That, like you said, David, they're trying to make VAR less intrusive, which last year it was really fucking intrusive. And, you know, we want the Premier League games and VAR to be 
as little like MJ as possible. And, you know, I like intrusive? to, I like to insert, my you opinion. Intrusive? I like to insert my opinion just about everywhere. So, I mean, those of you who follow me on Twitter, I feel sorry for you, but you know how much I like to throw my shit around. So like, just, yeah, don't be intrusive. Yeah, I agree. You should be less obtrusive. Uh, good. And VAR should be as well. So. And VAR should be as well. Uh, all right. Let's jump into it, guys. Um, we're we're going to do the first 10 teams. We'll take a we'll take a very, very quick break. And then we will uh, do the last 10 teams. Um, so we'll get most of the shit teams out of the way here at the beginning. And we're going <laughs> to talk about the actual teams that might win the league in the second half of the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, MJ. Say, say for, next year we have to put these in order from bottom table predicted up to up the top rather than alphabetical well it's, it's we slapdashed it together deal with it's it it's also hard to do because who you know every like i might have everton at the bottom and you might have everton you know like finishing in 10th place and who the hell knows man like we, we how do we your stupid uh points <laughs> index here uh all right so what so one of the things we're going to do actually as well is that uh, there's an, we have over-unders on how many points each team is going to take um we're each going to make a prediction we all have uh you know hundred dollars basically a hundred theoretical dollars to bid to bet on each of these teams um and we're just going to see who ends up at the end of the year with the most amount of money left over so um it should be a fun exercise i think in uh in prediction or just randomly guessing which is like me and mj kind of predicting um jess who probably has no idea about any of these teams mostly guessing my guess i guess about these teams like five years ago fair enough which is you know very helpful uh for 2021 um my guess is jess is actually gonna win because it's exactly this this shit's all fucking random so let's uh Let's jump into it, and we'll, we're stop, starting from the top uh, in terms of the alphabet. Arsenal. Wait, 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 we should put a wager on this. Like, if I win, you guys will both buy me beers. Sure. Like Twelve. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. The losers buy the the, the two losers buy the winner beers. That's, that's yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Let's let's do that. We get, we can we can figure out the actual details later. But yeah, the, yeah, we'll have a, we'll have a friendly wager on this. Um. All right, let's start with Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal is uh, plus 2,500 to win the league. Uh, their over-under on points is 61.5. And all these points totals, by the way, are going to be uh, 0.5 because the bookies don't want to actually like play out for, you know, or have pushes or whatever. So it's it's either going to be over or under uh, on that number. Um, I'll tell you what the, what the actual, like, uh, bookie number is at the end uh they finished last year 18 7 and 13 uh for 61 points another eighth place this is their second year in a row they finished in eighth place and this is the first year uh in 26 years that they've missed out on playing in a european competition because they did not win the fa cup uh Mikel arteta is still there uh he i'm assuming he has a super short leash uh, again they're not in europe so he has more time with his players which might actually be a benefit to arsenal they still have uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who's good. Uh, Bernd Leno, who is their goalkeeper, who is not good. They brought in Ben White from Brighthoven Albion. Uh, Jacques is still there. And then they have a, a amazing young talent, uh, young English talent, Bukayo Saka, uh, who, is, who is still there as well. 
Um, anything I'm missing on uh, Arsenal? Okay. So my so the expectations I think that they have are fighting for a European spot. Um, I think they want to finish above Spurs. Their realistic expectations are probably like, you know, fighting for the Europa Conference League spot and trying to finish above Spurs. My big question for you guys, will there be another St. Totteringham's Day this year? Um, there hasn't been one in a while. Um, and for those of you who are not familiar with St. Totteringham's Day, it's the day that uh, Arsenal um, has officially clinched finishing above Tot Tot uh, Tottenham. Uh, and uh, it's been it's been a few years since uh, there's been a St. Totteringham's Day. It, um, it almost happened last year. Almost happened last year. Almost. Uh, and I think Tottenham probably would have preferred it to happen last year um, and not be stuck in the Europa Conference League. Uh, but it's been a while. Um, so my big question to you guys is, will there be another St. Totteringham's Day this year? No. I sure damn no. hope so, but Tottenham got Nunu, and that's uh, that's kind of the right. wild card. Save it for save it for Tottenham, buddy. Uh, all right, uh, over under sixty one and a half. The over is minus one fifteen, and the under is minus one fifteen. This one is being very evenly bet on both sides. Um, Jess, over under on sixty one and a half points for under Arsenal. Under MJ. I want to take the over. Over. Uh, all right. I'm taking the under as well because uh, I don't think Arsenal is very good. I think Mikel Arteta probably gets uh, shit can before uh, before Christmas. So, <laughs> I right. moving along, Aston Villa is plus ten thousand to win the league. Uh, they finished last year sixteen, seven, and fifteen, fifty five points in eleventh place. Uh, had a pretty good season. They were they were honestly like in the top four at some points uh, in November. Um, they sold Jack Grealish uh, to Man City, uh, but they did bring in uh, Danny Ings, uh, Wendia, uh, who uh, played with North City in the championship last year. He had 15 goals and 16 assists, uh, was the player of the year in the championship. Uh, Leon Bailey, uh, who, if you are a U.S. Men's National Team fan, you uh, might know from Jamaica. Uh, he's also boys. Yep, played for Leverkusen in uh, the Bundesliga, uh, Jamaican International. He comes over from there. Um, their big question is how do they replace Jack Grealish? Someone who can score goals. I mean, Buendia is, is a, you know, a good person for that. Danny Ings, uh, played for Southampton last year. Good option for that. Um, I think the expectations for them are probably mid table, uh, possibly fighting for sort of that Europa conference league, uh, spot and potentially a cup run. This is a, a team that, you know, um, has aspirations of being a much better team. <laughs> Don't we all? Oh, my goodness. They they also brought in Ashley Young from Inter. Inter. That's right. They did. On a free transfer. Watch out, world. <laughs> there you go. Um, Aston Villa, man. So their over-under is uh, 49.5 uh, points. The over is minus 105. The under is minus 125. Um, I have, I have them finishing, uh, over, over that MJ. What do you got? I'm taking the under Jess. Also taking under. All right. All right. And next there's team. no replacement yep. for Jack. 
I, I read a couple articles before we talked and I don't think there's replacing him. Yeah. He's he'll be tough. Uh, Buendia, who who played for Norwich, actually, I don't, I watched a little bit. So KJ, who has been on this podcast, is a big Norwich City fan. Yeah. Um, I've watched I watched a, a lot of Norwich actually in the uh, uh, EFL last yeah in the championship last year. Um, he's really good. And Danny Ings, if he's if Danny Ings stays healthy, uh, also really good. I think they can make up the Grealish is. It, Ings and, and Buendia are not the same players as Grealish, um, obviously. Uh, and you can't replace those calves. Those calves are fucking awesome. Uh, however, I mean, Danny Ings finds the goal. Uh, Buendia, you know, obviously 15 goals, 16 assists in the championship last year. The guy can score goals and he can also find other players uh, on the... And then Leon Bailey is also really, really good. And I, I'm surprised it took him this long to actually get to the EPL. So... Um, I think Estonville is actually going to be pretty good. Um, I think everybody's pipping them to be down this year because of losing Jack Grealish, but I, I think they actually they're, they're probably fine. They finished 11th place last year. I think they're going to be probably like in the seven, eight, nine range this year. So, all right, moving on to our first pro- newly promoted team, the Brentford, uh, Brentford bees uh, up the bees. They finished 24, 15 and seven last year in the uh, championship. 87 points, finished third place. They won the playoff uh, to make it to the uh, the team or to the uh, uh, EPL. Um, they are plus 35,000 to win the EPL. Um, they're a very, very long shot. This is their first time in the top division in 74 years. Uh, their owner is a, uh, a gambler who, you know, basically has sort of instituted a money ball type system. Um, they do not have a U23 team. They have a B team. Uh, they also are very close with AFC Wimbledon or yeah, AFC Wimbledon and uh, use them basically as sort of as like a feeder, a feeder team. Um, if you are a neutral and you don't have a team in the EPL, uh, I would suggest Brentford. Um, this is a very fun team to watch. Ivan Tony is a super decent striker. He actually, I think he scored 33 goals last year in the championship. Um, and we saw with, with Patrick Bamford coming up with Leeds last year that, you know, that goal scoring prowess can translate to the, to the EPL. So um, MJ, do you have any, anything on Brentford? They bring in uh, former Dan Wade loons watch winger, uh, Joanna Visa or Wisa. He was promoting Wisa watch. Um, so they bring him in on the wing and they bring in a Norwegian center back for a lot of money, uh, Christopher Ayer, who uh, from Celtic. So they need more defense. They're in a tougher league. We'll see if that all works out for them. Yeah. Um, so there, there, there's a lot of there's a big Danish contingent with uh, Brentford as well. Um, uh, Michelin as well. Michelin is a, uh, a pretty good. Uh, uh, team that you know occasionally qualifies for Europa League and, and occasionally for uh, Champions League, so they have a a, a pathway there. <clears throat> My big question for them um, is: so we've seen Moneyball-ish systems kind of work. Uh, Liverpool kind of implements a Moneyball-ish system. Um, 
can it work for a small club in the Premier League? And the, does this this seem the, does this seem living by live and die by uh, Ivan Tony? And the answer to that one is yes. My bigger question is, can Moneyball work for a small club in the in the Premier League? Na, I don't. I never saw the movie. I don't know what Moneyball is, and I declined to answer. Okay. MJ, do you think uh, Moneyball type system can work for a small club in the Premier League? It can prevent relegation. I don't think Redford's getting relegated this year. There you go. So the expectations I think that uh, I have for them are a Wolves-esque first season. So hovering around mid-table most of the year um, and then finishing, you know, 10 to 15 points clear of relegation firmly in the mid-table. So um, I guess that makes a lot of sense. So their over-under is 37.5. The over is minus 120. The under is minus 110. Um, where do you guys have Brentford, uh, over, under on 37 and a half over MJ. I will also take the over. Yeah. I'm easily going the over as well. So that was, that was, that one's easy. All right. Let's jump to the next team. Brighton Hove Albion, uh, plus 12,500 to win the premier league this year is not the lowest odds uh we'll talk about that uh one of those teams in a in a hot second here uh they finished 9 14 and 15 last year uh 41 points which was the same as the year before in 16th place this year i think they finished in 17th place the year before uh graham potter um manager is still there there was talk that he might actually get the everton job that went to rafa benitez they're pretty stalwart defensively they do lose ben white um neil maupay is still decent and Lewis Dunk, uh, who is sort of the Brighton Hope Albion talisman, is still there. Um, I have my expectations for them as uh, 16th, just stay up. My big question to both of you guys, if you have any any answers to this, is where the hell do their goals come from? Because, um, I mean, Neil Bompe can score goals, but he can't score 45 goals. Adam Lallana and Pasca- Pascal Gross are going to just tear it up. Oh, I forgot Adam Alana is on Zon Brighton. Um, Interesting. Uh, they're both talented midfielders, but I, I, I don't think Lalana and, and Gross are, are going to combine for a lot of goals. So, yeah, that's a good question. Um, they also have uh, aging journeyman Danny Welbeck. That's right. Welbeck went there as well, huh? Um, who also will not score a lot of goals for them, but... Um, these are all possible ways that they could get goals. Yeah. The monkeys could fly out of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right. Over under for Brighton is 46 and a half points. Uh, the over is minus 125. The under is minus 105. What do you guys have for uh, Brighton and Hove Albion? I'm going against the odds and taking the under. You're going with the odds. I'm going with the odds. That's the that's the favorite, yes. Oh, you're right. I am taking the under then. Uh Jess. Me too. Uh Likewise. all right. I'm gonna let's go over on uh Brighton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I trust Graham Potter to, you know, not fuck things up too much. Mostly because I think he wants a better job. Uh Burnley. Oh fuck those guys. Yeah. Um why? They're they're not good. They're terrible at soccer. Uh, Why are they in the Premier League? Because they're not that terrible at soccer. 
Um, they play team. very, very defensive, boring soccer. And yeah. Ten, so they, they finished Premier League. They're plus 30,000 to win the league. 10, 9, 19 last year, 39 points. They finished just above relegation in 17th place. However, they were still comfortably clear of relegation. Uh, they finished 11 points ahead of the uh, the relegated teams. Sean Deitch, still there. Chris Wood scored 12 goals last year. Um, that's pretty much all I got. I expect them to be in a relegation battle this year. My big question uh, is that this squad is actually one of the oldest in the league last year. Um, they need to get younger and bring in a lot more players. They ha- don't have a ton of players. Um, so my question is, will they? <laughs> uh, no. All right. 38 uh, and a half. Shout out to uh, Eric Grady. They, they bring in uh, Irish center back Nathan Collins in from Stoke City. Right. But good good for them you know and he's 20 years old so he's young um all right 30 30 and a half points is their over under um mj over or under gosh uh it is sean deitch he does find a way yeah i i gotta i gotta go under jess I'll take the over. Oh, that's a stupid move because they're definitely going under. They're definitely getting relegated this year. So, I think they'll. I think they'll be lucky if they if they get um like twenty five yeah, points you, this year. You did make it look hopeful, but I gotta I gotta play a wild card. You know, Sean Deitch is also a ginger, so um respect your gingers. So, uh, all right, <laughs> moving along to an actual title mm-hmm. contender. Finally, uh, after. Looking at a bunch of crap teams, uh, Chelsea, uh, they're plus 170 to win the league. So the last five, five teams have been, you know, in the, in the plus 10,000 plus, uh, range, <laughs> this is a team that actually could win the league. Chelsea's plus at, at plus 170, uh, last year they finished 19, 10 and nine, uh, 67 points, uh, barely eking into fourth place, uh, Thanks to the Brages uh, and Leicester City's uh, choke job, they did win the Champions League, so they were Champions League uh, title holders right now. Uh, they have a ton of talent. Thomas Tuchel came in midseason and he really solidified the defense. They play a back three. Um, they're bringing in. They, they brought in Lukaku, um, who will, I think, work with Havertz, Werner, Zayek, Pulisic, like all the people they have at the top of the at the top of the. Uh, the formation work well with those guys. Yeah. I mean, theoretically you can play all those guys at the same time. Uh, I think the big, you know, sort of big question for me is, is obviously Christian Pulisic as a uh, American fighting for minutes. Um, He's playing in a really good team. This team did beat man city three times in a row at the business end of the season, which is pretty impressive. Uh, Their expectations should be as title contenders. I think that's where they are. And obviously a champions league spot. My big question. So this is probably the, probably one of the best defensive teams in the league at least was last year, but the, can they score goals though? They did so much and they scored so little and they brought in Lukaku. They're definitely trying to, to do some scoring. Are they going to be sacrificing some of the, have that great defense for scoring? They won so many games at the end of the year, one, nothing or two, one. Can they, can that, is that a sustainable model? I think some of that has to do with, uh, Tuchel coming in and his offensive system not 
taking root right away. I think this season you'll see more goals, and I think Lukaku will be a part of that. I'm wondering how much time uh, Tammy Abraham gets on the pitch. Um, he might just keep his super sub role and come in late and score goals. We'll see. I think Tammy Abraham gets sold, honestly. <laughs> That's the other part. I don't think he's playing with the team. Um, anywho, I th- there's not a lot, or there's a lot to like about this squad. I'll put it that way. Jess, do you want to uh, thirst uh, after Frank Lampard a little bit, or always? Uh, this was the Premier League team that I used to root for when I had the extra cable package that the Premier League requires. I've since cut the cord entirely, but now I have the black heart, so I might get back into it. And I'm just saying, like, the skipper and um, Lampard and um, Mourinho, I'm just having a little nostalgia moment. And um, when I knew them, they were pretty, they were not defensive. They were more attacking. So I'm just going to take the under. All right. The under, over under 76 and a half points, by the way. Um, MJ, who do you got on there? Uh, I'll take the over. Me too. Um, I think this is the second best team in the Premier League this year. So we shall see. All right, uh, next up, uh, Crystal Palace, a team that I absolutely love and adore because they're so uh, uh, plucky and underdoggy, and I love the fans who come to the Blackheart to watch Crystal Palace, but they are really, really fucking bad, and they're, I think, unfortunately, going to get much worse this year. Uh, they're plus 30,000 to win the Premier League. They finished, they finished last year 12, 8, and 18. Uh, that was good for 44 points, 14th place. Um, the last year of Roy Hodgson, uh, unfortunately, he uh, he leaves the team. They're, they play in Selhurst Park, which if you are a Ted Lasso fan, is where AFC Richmond plays in the, uh, in the, in the hit television series uh, or Apple Plus series, Ted Lasso. So, and they share the same colors. Yes, uh, they, they, they took Richmond. on so. kind of the colors of Crystal Palace. Yeah. So Roy Hodgson left. Uh, they brought in... Uh, MLS legend Patrick Vieira, who uh, uh, was with Nice last for the last two years. Well, last year and a half. Let's call a spade a spade. He's fired after a year and a half uh, as manager. Um, EPL, you know, uh, English Premier League legend Patrick Vieira, uh, but he's in as manager. He definitely does not have the same system as Roy Hodgson. Um, they did lose Mamadou Sadako, uh, Sako, um, Cahill. and Gary Cahill. Uh, Wilfred Zaha and uh, Aiwu are still there. Benteki too. Um, my expectations for this team is this is going to be a relegation battle, and I think it's going to be a relegation battle that they lose. They the lost death. Andros Townsend. And uh, yeah, yes, Andros Townsend as well. Um, so my big question, and MJ, I'll let you sort of talk about this. Um, Patrick Vieira? That's the question. And then secondary, a secondary follow-up question. Um, is this going to be another Frank DeBoer situation where he's fired after five games? Because I honestly think that Patrick Vieira is probably um, on the hot seat the moment he starts uh, the first match with Crystal Palace. Yeah, I 
I see Crystal Palace needing to bring in Big Sam to avoid relegation, you know, maybe even before Christmas. So before Boxing Day. So it's it's weird. I I wish Patrick Vieira the best. Uh, do you remember how well he did when he was coaching at New York City FC? He he did okay. He brought a an actual attacking system to NYCFC. He did not get good results. Um, but actually, I I think if he had given he'd been given more time, I think he would have been fine. Uh, but he was not given much time, and then he decided to bail. Um, it's not it wasn't because he wasn't given much time. He just he decided. He wanted to go back over to Europe, so that's that's how I remember it. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, apparently he improved the the standings, and NYCFC improved their standings position while he was coach. But yeah, that, I wish him the best. I hope he. I hope. I mean, except when they're playing Everton, I hope. I hope Crystal Palace stays up. I really do. Spoiler alert: They're probably not going to. Um, yeah, right, right. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's do over unders. I'm I'm just gonna go on saying I think I think this is possibly the worst team in the league, and I think the under is is bang the under on this one. Like, put your fucking mortgage on the under. So, um, MJ, I also take the under. Jess, under as well. All right. I don't support Crystal. Um, so the, actually, like where the stadium is built is like there's actually. It's a really cool story. Well, I'll, I'm not going to tell it on, on the podcast. We can talk about it at the Black Card. But it's, it's actually really cool. Um, the reason they're called Chris Bellis is pretty fucking awesome. All right. Let's talk about a let's talk about a, uh, uh, a, a team um, <laughs> that you love. Uh, Everton. That they you love are in the sense of you love to hate. Plus 6,600 to win the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> they're not winning. They're they finished winning. last year 17, 8, and 13. Uh, 59 points. They finished in 10th place, um, the proper Everton place. They brought in, <laughs> I'm just going to say, uh, they brought in Rafa Benitez, uh, Liverpool manager legend, who famously said that Everton is a small club. Um, he's and- the manager now. Hold on, MJ. They have a uh, pedophile uh, it, as one of their star um, uh, offensive coach, Wolfie Sigurdsson. James only came because of Ancelotti, who left for Real Madrid. They do have De- Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Rich- Richarlison, who are very good at scoring goals. MJ, I'll, I'll, I'll give the rest of this time to you. You can talk about Everton. I'll they step bring away. in Andros Townsend from Crystal Palace, who I don't think will do much, but you know we need wingers. We let, we let Bernard go, so we, we need wingers. Uh, they also paid a lot of money for uh, Demari Gray from Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, he could be an exciting winger to watch. Uh, they to challenge Pickford. They brought in uh, Asmir Begovic, a goalkeeper from Bournemouth. So I don't think goalkeeping will be their problem. Scoring goals will be their problem. Dave, David, my question to you is. When Rafa Benitez was at Liverpool, did you like him as your manager? I fucking loved him. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I've, fucking... I've heard mixed. You know? Oh, R- Rafa. Rafa is a fucking legend in Liverpool. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I know there. I know there are some like mixed emotions 
about him, but I, I fucking loved him as a, as a manager. I think, I think there, I, I know Nuno uh, was linked to this job and I think he would have been fine. Um, I think Rafa Rafa is actually a pretty good uh, get for you guys. The problem is, is that um, all of your signings are the same what signings. signings? All, all of your signings, exactly. All of your signings are the exact same signings that he would have made at Newcastle. And I don't think Everton should be thinking as a Newcastle-ish club. Right. So I'm a little worried about that for you and for your team. You don't have I any money. We, I think you we underwhelm have, again this, this season. You, you are you are 100% going to underwhelm. You have no money to spend because you're building that ginormous stadium uh, on the waterfront at, at, at the waterfront at the docks uh, totally fucking up some uh, historical historical designations um, so my question to you MJ is this the year that Everton spends more time in a relegation battle than actually competing for a European spot no but they will be mid table as usual I mean nothing is as bad as when we had to bring Big Sam in but uh, that's true. That that, that was, that was I, I don't think so. This will be uh, need to bring Big Sam in to save relegation season, but I do feel that we underwhelm and we will be middling table again. I like to think that we can improve on that tenth place, but we haven't signed anybody. Like, I mean, no offense to Begovic, uh, Demar Gray, and Andrew Soundson, but we, we, I expected a bigger splash. If we're trying to get top eight, top top six, I expected more. And and maybe by the end of the transfer window, August thirty first, there will be two more signings or something. But um, to be fair, you guys did win the Florida Cup um, when yeah. you came here, uh, and you know, into Florida and won the Florida Cup. So there's that. You won a trophy. Doesn't have any taste. Yeah, small oh. small potatoes. You know. Uh, all right, so. 53 and a half is the over under for Everton MJ. I'm going to let in the over is plus 100. The under is minus 130. Um, so people are clearly banging the under on Everton uh, MJ. I will let you start uh, over under on 53 and a half points. They got 59 last season. I think they do about the same. I don't think they they get worse, but. I, th- their placement might get worse, but I think they, they're around the same spot. So I'm going to take the over on, on being cautiously hopeful. Probably going to eat my bias by the end of the season. That's fair. Uh, Jess? I'm taking the under, and I'm also doing a side bet on uh, Gilfie, or whatever the fuck his name is, being totally put away before the end of the season. Yeah, I, I hope I hope they get rid of him or whatever they need to do. No, no, no. Like side bet on. Yes. He's going to jail. Going to jail. Yeah. Um, MJ, as much as it pains, it's going to pain you to hear me say this. I also think they're going to go over for 53 and a half points. What? I think, I think they're, I think they're shit, but I I think they're better than uh, 53 and a half. So. But what Um, about the pedo? I mean, what about him? I, the dude, doesn't score any goals anymore so like you don't really lose anything when you lose the pedo so the, the hope of the, the icelandic national team at one point yeah. he and, was and the, and the hope and the hope of of tottenham all right let's move on um 
And we ain't got time yeah. for that. Let's move away from pedos uh, to <laughs> guys. I guys I would like guys I would like to pet, uh, and that is Rafina and Patrick Bamford uh, in Leeds United, who are uh, plus eight thousand to win the league. Uh, they finished last year 18, 5, and 15 with 59 points. Uh, ninth place uh, ahead of uh, MJ's beloved Everton. Um, they started strong, uh, mid-season wobble, and then finished really strong. Uh, there was a, a worry with Bielsa, um, who's been in charge. This is his fourth year now in charge. Marcelo Bielsa's teams are are maybe the funnest teams to watch in the world. They're also the most chaotic and insane teams to watch in the world. And the man has never lasted longer than two years, I think, with a club team. Um, I think he had six years as the Argentinian manager, if I remember correctly. Uh, this is his fourth year in charge with uh, with Leeds. And they're bringing back pretty much their entire team. They didn't lose many players full with uh, with his team. Uh, Patrick Bamford, everybody was like, well, can he do it in the, in the Premier League? He went and did in the Premier League. Jack Harrison, formerly of Manchester, uh, or sorry, NYCFC. Um, with Man City, he uh, his loan, they Leeds bought his loan, so he's he's officially a Leeds player. Um, he scored a lot of goals. Uh, Rafina, I think, is actually a super undervalued player for Leeds and a super undervalued player if you're playing in any sort of uh, uh, EPL fantasy league. Um, I think he's from actually, Barcelona, yeah, from Barcelona. Um, they are they are an attack minded team. The, the question is, um, so. My big question is, you know, can they keep up their strong Premier League start? They can, and can they play any defense? And how much longer is Bielsa here? Um, when will they have the Bielsa blow up, which we thought happened in uh, his second season in the championship when he basically laid out how to beat Frank Lampard's team um, <laughs> and did a PowerPoint presentation about it. Uh, <laughs> very much a very detailed PowerPoint presentation about it. He I stuck around. It, you, it Google it. It's, it's very easy to find. Um, uh, he seems to be comfortable at Leeds. And again, the team has not changed at all. They finished ninth last year. Is this a team that could potentially uh, uh, play for European spots this year? They are. It is the second or third largest uh, area, or, you know, city in, in, uh, in England. So they have, and they have a very strong history of, of really good soccer. It's been a while, but they do. This is this is a tough one. Okay, from, tell me from, why. From, from the over under standpoint, Be, right. because with with Bielsa as your manager, who overthinks things more than I do, our back four and their positioning for Minnesota United, like he overthinks everything. He's a tactical genius, but. He's not a chess master playing with chess pieces that he can control. He's playing with 11 people with independent minds of their own. And it, it, it can work magic or it can just go all to hell really, really quickly. Kind of like my dating life. So I, I just don't know which way to go on this. And since I think I should, after this long-winded review, say something about over under, I will take the over. You will take the over? Yeah. They're at the same prediction as Everton at 53.5. Yeah, 
53 and a half. Um, and then the over under both are at minus 115. So this is basically split. People are either. So it doesn't matter what you choose? Well, no, everybody's, everybody's, it's pretty much split 50 50 of what picking the over or under. So, um, yeah, you're not going to get any, any benefit for picking one or the other. So, so MJ, you're, you say you're taking the over. Here's my thing is that I was biasly hopeful for Everton thinking they would be more than 53.5. Leeds United finished ahead of Everton last year and they're predicted to be also 53.5. I say they probably finish above Everton again. So yeah, I'm taking the over. That's, that's MJ logic. All right. Jess. I'll take the over and wish them the best of luck. Uh, all right. I think the Bielsa blow up is uh, forthcoming and I'm going to take the under on this one. So, um, all right. And our final team, before we take a break, Leicester city uh, finished last year. Oh, so they're, they're plus 2,500 to win the league this year. Uh, they finished last year, 26 and 12 with 66 points, a disappointing for the second year in a row, fifth place finish. Um, they lost out on champions league spots. Uh, a Champions Champions League spot on the last day of the year for the second or last day of the season for the second year in a row. They did win the FA Cup. They did win the Community Shield last weekend uh, against Man City, beating them one or nothing. Um, they haven't lost anyone yet, really. But uh, but it's Braj. He's going to Braj it up uh, as Braj is willing to do. Uh, Yuri Tillmans is really fucking good. And I honestly think Casper Spankel might be the most underrated uh, goalkeeper in uh, in the EPL. You know that when you have a Scandinavian goalkeeper who gets the captain's armband, he's pretty damn good. Yeah. It's just a generalization. Yeah. So my expectations for them, they're fighting for the top four. Um, the top four is really good. I don't think they're going to quite crack it. Um but my big question to you guys is can they finally do the damn thing and get back into the seat into the, the champions league uh, and not fade away at the end of the season as they have been want to do the last couple of, of years. Have they gotten anyone new? Nope. But they haven't and lost no. it. They haven't lost anybody. And, and they've. Mean, uh... Young, young goalkeeper, Brad young fitting name, you know, from from Hartlepool United, you know, I'm not, you know, that's not getting many people new. Uh, Ryan Bertrand from Southampton, but just there's not a lot of big names here. Yeah, so their uh, over under on points is fifty eight point five, um, which is below Arsenal and below Tottenham, FYI. So, odds makers have them as the uh, seventh best team, I think. Uh, last year they got 66 points and lost. Yeah. Last year they got 60 points. They, they bottled it up at the end. They, they had a very uh, easy road to uh, um, champions league. And then they just, they just fucked it up. And in spite of Chelsea also fucking it up, Chelsea, you know, gave them a window and, and the Braj couldn't do it. So, uh, all right. What do we have? Uh, Leicester city 58 and a half um, MJ over or under 58 and a half points this year. I'm going to cautiously take the under. Under. Okay. Jess. Uh, all the Jamie Vardy fans can come at me on Twitter. I think anytime Lester finishes in the top 10 is gravy. He, uh, he definitely 
faded at the end of the year last year. So I, I, I kind of agree with you. Um, I will, I'll take the over. I think they're, I think they're five. I think they're better than 58 and a half. I think they're uh fifth or sixth place team um, this year. Just over under on Leicester city, 58 and a half points. Over. Over. Perfect. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will do uh, the teams that actually could win the uh, Premier League, um, starting from the first one that we talk about. So we'll be right back. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right, and we are back for the second half of the EPL preview podcast, and we'll start with uh, the best team in the world, Liverpool FC. Uh, they finished last year twenty nine and nine, with sixty nine points. Very nice, uh, third place finish, um, which was pretty good considering all the injuries that they had. They did not bring in a ton of players in the off season. Um, so far, it's Ibrahima Kanate uh, from uh, RB Leipzig. Uh, center back to potentially pair in the future with either Virgil van Dijk or Joe Gomez. Um, other than that, they haven't brought anybody else in right now. Um, Wijnaldum, Jeannie Wijnaldum signed with PSG. So he gets to go play with Leo Messi. So good for him. Um, he was a super underrated, I think, even among Liverpool faithful, an underrated midfielder. Um, Shakiri. Yeah, please. I feel you've said this before that they Liverpool didn't really find a, the right position or a spot for him. And I feel that a lot of Liverpool faithful are underrate him because they didn't really see him play like he naturally wants to play. So I would like to think that a big name like that leaving would hurt them. It might not hurt them that much. They, so, so, in terms of Ginny Wijnaldum, what the role that he was expected to play for Liverpool is significantly different than the role he plays with the Netherlands. Yes. Right. So he scores goals with the Netherlands. He scored goals with Liverpool. Obviously, uh, he scored two against Barcelona in the, that amazing four nothing comeback semifinal uh, victory. Um, yeah. That is one of the greatest games of soccer ever played. He scored two goals in in within six minutes of each other. That's not what was expected of him uh, from Liverpool, and I think people, some Liverpool fans, are like, "Well, yeah, he didn't score goals. We can figure that out." I don't. I don't think people understand the the role that he played in um, being able to absorb pressure, sit back, make really good passes, run without the ball. Um, and and create space for other players. I think that is uh, Curtis Jones can do that. He cannot do it to the level of Genie Wijnaldum right now. Could he do it at the level of Genie Wijnaldum in like two or three years? Possibly. Very real possibility. I think he has the skill set to do it. He doesn't have it right now. So I think James Milner can do that. James Milner can do it, but James Milner cannot play all the time. <laughs> so and if James Milner is starting more often than not, I'm going to be very disappointed because that is a, as a, uh, a, 
uh, failure of leadership at that point. Um, as much as I love James Milner, don't get me wrong. Um, we almost, you know, if, if, the, if the, the next, you know, if the kid that we just had born would have been a boy, we probably would have named him James Sterling. So I mean, or Sterling James or something. So um, two players that named after two players that have played for both Liverpool and Man City and thus you and Anna can agree on them. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's so, important. This is important. Makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so I think people are, are going to, I don't think anybody who's, who's a, 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 a true watcher of soccer will uh, underappreciate how much Ginny went on meant to the team. I think a lot of uh, sort of casual viewers, especially those of you here in the U S might underestimate how, how important Genie and Autumn was to this team. So I'm very excited to see and interested to see what they do with that. Um, they're probably losing Shakiri, which is probably good because that will give them a little bit of money to spend. Hopefully bring in somebody that can fill that Genie went all them whole. Um, they bring back Virgil van Dyke. They bring back Joe Gomez, who are pr- pretty much out for most of the year. Jordan Henderson was most m- missed a lot of the year. Um, Fabino is not going to be playing in, uh, in that central, uh, the, the full in that, uh, center back position. Um, I think this team is, is their expectations should be a title challenge. Um, they definitely should be expecting to make a champions league run. Uh, I think this season as a Liverpool fan, this season is a lost season. If, uh, they do not make it to a cup semifinal or final. Um, whether that's Champions League or FA Cup or whatever, and they're not mounting a serious title challenge. If they're out of the, if they're out of it, um, like they were last year by like February, then I think this is a a not great season. My big question um, for this team and, and for you guys is: Can the youngish, I say youngish kids step up? Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones, Reese Williams, um, you know the. There's the really weird Jurgen Klopp quote mentality monsters about talking about the team um, in 2019, 2020, when they won the Premier League, um, that they, they were mentality monsters. Uh, can those guys come back and challenge for the title? Um, and are Gomez and Virgil van Dijk back to full health? Um, I think if the answers to those questions are yes, Liverpool is clearly a team that can challenge Man City for the title. Uh, MJ, please uh, shit on my team a little bit. Well, I don't have a lot of shit. I mean, I really like the addition. I hate to say it, but I like the addition of this young, what, what is he, 20 years old? 22. Yeah, 22. years old, uh, Ibrahima Kanate. A young center back. Has Jurgen Klopp finally realized he needs to invest in the back line? And don't give me this shit about, oh, so many of them were injured. Like, you need depth at every single one of those positions and not having to put Fabinho or Jordan Henderson on that back line. Now that Fabinho and Jordan Henderson should be freed up to, to play in the midfield, maybe we'll, we'll see an improvement. Um, I I'll also, I'll, let, me, let me just, I'll say to that, then you can finish. Um, they lost their, their three. They, so to your point, they let Dejan Levering go um before last season um who was who was their fourth center back they lost all three of their center backs to injury no one more than three no one expects to lose all come who expects to lose more than one center back for the entire season they lost all three for the entire season that is that is an unprecedented uh uh injury space and i'm not trying to make excuses so i don't think 
even because they played well once, even when Van Dyke and Gomez went down, they were still playing well. Um, they're 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 attacking three just shit the bed for about six to eight weeks uh, in January and February, which is why they lost six straight in at fucking Anfield, which to before then had been a fortress. I'm not even it wasn't even the back line that caused them to to fall to third place and to not you know legitimately challenge for their title. It was their front line. It wasn't even their back line. But when you lose your top three center backs, um, that's sort of an unprecedented uh, thing. Uh, here's what I hate to admit. Would I like Jurgen Klopp to manage a club that I cheer for? Maybe not Everton. I don't think he'd be a good fit there. But would some team that I cheer for, would I like you? Yes. Uh, I consider him a good manager. However, one of the things I don't like about him is every position he seems to overvalue offensive capabilities. And, Sir? and so when I look at the defenders he brings in, they're good ball handlers, they're good shooters, or they're good attacking defenders. Where are the natural defensive defenders? When I look at the midfielders he brings in, very attacking midfielders. I understand he wants to possess the ball and he wants to attack a lot of times, but eventually your team's going to lose the ball and you need some people that know how to play fucking defense. So that's so to your point, it's a good point. Um, to your point, the the where they want to play defense is in the other team's third. Yeah, right. So eventually that which team is, is going to progress it out of that third, and you not, need someone. I mean, two years ago they didn't. Um, and and when you have people like Virgil Van Dyke and Joe Gomez and even Joel Matip who can like who can clear things when it, if it gets to the point where like they hoof the ball over, Virgil Van Dyke is is your fucking rock there. You lose him. And then you lose Joe Gomez, and then you lose Joel Matip. Then yes, you, then you're fucked, and that's that's a that's a very valid point in consideration. I don't think you should ever plan your team if you have a, a, a an attacking, um, you know, a, a pressing strategy that you know relies on a, okay two or three, you know, one or two good people who can clear things, clean things up at the at the you know in the back line if they need to. Um, and then you lose all three of the players that can do that. Like you should overreact. Like you should say, okay, yes, we, we got fucked this year. Um, we're, that's more than likely not going to happen again. The odds aren't that it's not going to happen the exact same way. So I, I agree with Joe Gomez as being a defensive defender. Um, I don't think Van Dyke or Matip are at all, but. Oh, you're, so you're fucking wrong, but whatever. No. <laughs> all right. Over under 76 and a half points. Um, the over is minus 120, the under is minus 110. Uh, MJ, I'm just gonna put you down for the under on Liverpool. Um, uh, yes, over, yes, I am gonna take the under. Okay, yeah, I'm going over, not, not um, because I want to make you happy or make you sad, but I am taking the under. I don't care about you or your feelings, so uh, thank god. Uh, all right, Man City, um, they won the league last sure. year. What, what did you and Jess take? Oh, we both take the over. Okay. Because, yeah, for reasons. Uh, Man City, minus 150 uh, to win the league. So they're the favorites overall to win the league. 27, 5, and 6 last year. 86 points. They started off one of their worst ever start under Pep Guardiola, um, and they managed to win the league going away last year. Um, they did lose the Champions League final to uh, a, a another team in blue, uh, that being Chelsea. They brought in Jack Grealish already. Um, they're still angling for Harry, Eric, Eric Kane. Um, I don't know. What else is there to say about Man City right now other than 
They're the, uh, they're the favorite. Aguero went. Oh, yeah. Aguero <laughs> went to uh, go play with his, his, his good buddy, Leo Messi, in Barcelona. And uh, then Leo Messi went away. Leo Messi went away. And then um, Barcelona can't even uh, actually register Sergio Aguero. So who knows where he's going to be playing uh, by the time the season starts. So. Um, so my big question, so expectations for Man City obviously are Champions League final, Premier League title. That's what they're shooting for every year. Um, big question. Uh, Jack Grealish is going to be forced to do a lot more running without the ball. Um, but holy shit, can those calves get any sexier? Because <laughs> they're pretty fucking sexy. Um, I will let you know. Can and will Grealish bet in? Like, Because he's going he's yes. to have to change his game with... Um, yes with for pep um can they get can across the line and what round of the champions league will pep dramatically overthink and cause the team to shit the bed um and then the other sort of tangential question if they don't get Kane in who the hell is their number nine are they're gonna they're gonna play basically a minnesota united uh false nine system um where they don't have a nine assuming they don't get Kane into the uh into the to the team are you are you saying from the Argentinian league Estudiantes, uh, 18-year-old Dario Samariento is not ready to fill Cunaguero's shoes? Probably not, no. Yeah, no, he's not. Uh, <laughs> I will say if, if Grealish and De Bruyne can get on the same page, that will be very scary. And they might not need a number nine, but we'll see. Uh, all right. 86 and a half points is the uh, Man City over under. The over is plus 100. Uh, under is minus 130. So under is getting a lot of uh, a lot of money right now. Um, MJ over under 86 and a half points. Jess over under 86 and a half points. <laughs> under. under. Okay. MJ, what do you got? Gosh, that, that's really tough, but I, I, I'm going to take the under. Uh, all right. I'm also going to take the under. I think this is. I think this is actually a super tight uh, title race this year. Yeah, I don't think anybody runs away with it, so I will also take the under. Uh, all right. Speaking of a team that we both can hate, MJ, Man United. Yes, agreed. Um. Fuck those assholes. <laughs> Sorry, uh, They are plus 300 to win the league. Um, they are the, I think it's the third, yeah, third best or fourth best uh, odds after Man City, Liverpool, and Chelsea, or Ch- Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool in that order. Um, 21, 11, and 6 last year, 74 points. They did finish in second place. They did bring in um, probably the two best transfers into the Premier League this year. Uh, from other leagues, Jaden Sancho and Rafael Varane. Um, Rafael Varane is, is, in my estimation, probably one of the best central uh, defenders uh, in the world. Question is, does Pogba hear the sirens of Messi and PSG and all that and, and try to force a move? They still have Bruno Fernandes, who is the best player on, on Manchester United and uh, a perennial Golden Boots Player of the Year contender. Their expectations, as far as I'm concerned, are challenging for a title, especially with um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in what is now is his third year in charge of, of Manchester United. 
and my big question, and I'll let you guys speak about Manchester United in a second. Uh, expectations are and should be extremely high for OGS. They've spent a shit ton of money for him. Um, if they get off to a slow start or have any sort of dip in form at all throughout the year, do they shit can Oli? Um, so basically, how long is Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's leash? Does he get to next year um, if they have if they do not win the league? Or win win something. They need to win something this year. He is not he has not won anything with this team. So do they need to win something? I think if if they finish top four and go to Champions League again, he keeps his job. You you think that the ownership group, which is not a great ownership group, uh, no, you, and they don't care about the squad like the fans do. The fans want cups. They want titles. They want a return to glory, but the ownership group that I say, if, if he finishes top four again, that's good enough. The last thing that man United won was the Europa league with Jose Mourinho. That was four years ago. That was the last thing that they won. Um, They haven't won uh, the EPL title in eight years. Um, And they've been pretty bad. Most of it. Um, with some occasional spurts. I, I don't know. I, I just, I think, I personally think his leash is very, very short if they have any any sort of dip in form. Because um, they've basically given him everything that he has, has, has asked for. Bringing Jaden Sancho, uh, Verane. I mean, Man U, on paper, um, honestly, is probably the, like, probably the best team in the league. On paper in terms of a talent and stuff like that, you know, and from, from one to 22, like every single player, right? Like I would argue, I could, argue, I could make an argument that Liverpool is probably the best, has the best 11. You can make the same argument probably with Man City, um, but one to 22 in their roster. I think you, you have, you could make a very, very, very good argument that Man U um, is the best team in the league right now. So then they haven't won shit. And and LGS is in run, man. So, all right, seventy three and a half is the over under on Man U. Over is minus one thirty. Under is plus one hundred. What do you guys got? I'm taking the under. Under for MJ. Jess. Over. Over. Jess is bullish on the. Uh, Manchester United, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's. Jess doesn't know what she's doing. So <laughs> there you go. Jess is drinking, so I, I think go. that's a smart over. Yeah. Uh, let's go back and look and see what I. Yeah, I'm gonna take the. Uh, I'll take the over as well. I think they're at the over, but the yeah, we'll we'll get to our top six in a little bit. Uh, all right, moving along. Newcastle United. We don't have to spend. There's a bunch of teams now where you don't have to spend much too much time talking about them. Newcastle United being one of them, uh, plus fifteen thousand to win the league. Finished last year twelve nine and seventeen, forty five points, twelfth place. They haven't brought in anyone. Uh, they haven't lost anyone. Callum Wilson still pretty good. Miguel Amaron. Um, can he put Can he put it together at some point for more than like a game or two in a row? I don't know. Uh, Alan St. Maximine is, is very, very good. I wish he was on my team and uh, Steve Bruce deserves better as do the Newcastle United fans. 
expectations here, relegation battle, fighting for mid table, probably. Um, my big question is, will Mike Ashley own this club at the end of the year? He's been trying to sell this club for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Do they figure it out? Do they sell these, sell this team to the Saudis or not? Yeah. And and will they like the Saudis better than the last group that bid for the club? I think the Saudis will actually put in money. So yes. Well, the Saudis are the team that, that they're trying to, I don't know. 38 and a half points is the over under over is minus 120 under is minus 110. What do you guys got? Gosh, they're not good. No, they haven't, they haven't really changed at all. They'll, so. they'll be, they'll be, they'll be fighting for relegation, but they, they might end up right around that 38, 39. Gosh, pull the trigger, buddy. Three, two, one, go under. Yes. Over. All right. I'm going, uh, I'm going over as well. They do. They do have enough talent to like, I think get 39 points, but I Yeah. Again, I think you'll be, they'll be in relegation battles most of the time. All right. Norwich city. One of the other uh, teams that was just, just recently promoted. Norwich city might sound familiar because they were in the Premier league two years ago uh, when they got the shit kicked out of them by every team pretty much. <laughs> Uh, they're plus 50,000 to win the league. They finished the championship, uh, 29, 10 and seven, 97 points. They won the championship. Uh, Timo Buki, um, is your, probably your, your favorite player. You don't know, uh, yet. Um, he's back in the Premier league. Josh Sargent, uh, the, the ginge, uh, is going to be playing for Norwich city. That ginge he finally fro. got out. He got out. He got out of Verde Bremen. The ginge fro in, in a in either uh, canary green or canary yellow um, jerseys is going to be kind of fucking awesome. Uh, he'll, so he's going to push Pookie as a starting nine. He can also play out wide. They brought in Billy Gilmore uh, from Chelsea uh, as well. Um, defensive mid. Defensive midfielder. Pretty good. Um, expectations for them. Avoiding a relegation battle. I think they, they've been yo-yoing up and down. So long. B- big question for them is can they avoid being the first team to ever get relegated from the Premier League six times? Norwich City has been relegated from the Premier League five times already. Can they uh, avoid being the first team ever to be ever relegated from the Premier League six times? I am a spoiler. I think the answer is yes. So uh, you guys have any other thoughts on Norwich City? Depends on how long the Premier League exists. Certainly, some team will have been relegated six times. No one's close to that right now. <laughs> Except for Norwich. Except for Norwich. Yeah. And it's Norwich, like like porridge. I, Norwich. I like their manager, D- Daniel Fark, a lot. Yeah. I remember when he outman City Man City in 2019 in one of their, their better games from 2019. Uh, just out possessed and out passed the fuck out of them. And then we didn't see that team much past, you know, week 20. So I don't know. I hope they stay up for KJ's sake, for all the Canary fans. I'll take the over. All right. Uh, over is 36 and a half, by the way. So, um, I think they're staying up as well. I'm taking the over as well. Me too. All right. KJ, your team is doomed, by the way. So, uh, all right. 
all three of us took the over. I'm quickly, sorry, quickly moving along. Southampton uh, plus 20,000 to win the league. Uh, 12, seven and 19 last year, 43 points in 15th place. They did lose Danny Ings. They made it to the uh, FA cup semifinal last year. Um, Theo Walcott's in on a free Theo. Remember Theo Walcott, that guy's a, it's a name. That's a guy. Uh, several loan players from Chelsea. I think that's kind of their, their motto is to just, um, bring in loan players from Chelsea. They conceded eight. They conceded 68 goals last year, which is second only to West Bromwich Albion who were, uh, very easily relegated team gives up a lot of goals. They also tend to lose at least one or two games a year, nine to nothing. So grain of salt, you take that what you will. Um, expectations for them, avoid a relegation battle and make a cup run, either the Carabao cup or the FA cup. My big question is who replaces Danny Ings goals? Um, can they avoid the drop and how the fuck do they prevent goals from coming in? So And their over under, I should say, is 43 and a half points for Southampton. They they had 43 points last year. Which would put them in roughly 14th place, right? One one above what they used last year? 14th or 15th place, yeah. Right around there. I'm taking the under. I'll take the over. Jess, you have one. You have way more overs than you have unders, by the way. I'm just, just saying. Do uh, I? I feel you, like you. I have way more unders than I had overs. Oh, no. You have, yeah, you have way more overs. Um, I'm, uh, I'm taking, then I'll I'm, take under. No, you, you, you I'm, no. Okay. Well, I also was going to take the under on, on these guys as well. So uh, I think this might be the year Southampton. I don't think they're going to get relegated. I, I think they're going to be very close to, rele- I think it'll be relegation battle all year. All right, moving along. Tottenham Hotspur, twenty five plus twenty five hundred to win the Premier League. Eighteen, eight, and twelve last year. Sixty two points. They just edged out Arsenal for seventh place, so they made the Europa Conference League. Hooray for Tottenham! Um, they have a new manager. Hooray for Tottenham! Nuno Espirito, uh, formerly of Wolves, is in charge. Europa Conference League is their lot in life. They brought in Christian Romero from Atalanta, who was probably one of the best defenders in the uh, Serie A last year. Um, the questions are, are they going to spend the theoretical Cade money that's coming in? They do have Hong Min San. Um, he's still there. Who And he's you know one of the best attackers in the Premier League right now. One of the best attackers in the world, honestly. Um, but but in. yeah. Um, Will he do well without, I mean, part of their dynamic of, of Son and the Kane dynamic is that they just play, they like, they're basically like, they can read each other's minds. They're so good about playing off of each other and, and running to the ball and, and making the passes. Um, if Kane does not stick around in Tottenham, um, can Son do as well he, as he has been doing? He is so, and he's also so goddamn fast. And MJ, I'll let you talk a little bit about uh, Son in a second here. No, but him, I don't need to talk about him. Okay, fair enough. Uh, he is so goddamn fast and, and so good, but he works really well with Kane. Um, so all I will say is it's not pronounced like the English word for male child. It is son, tongue mean. Son, yes. Yeah. Oh, closer to, yeah. Anyway. Uh, and... I will 
cheer for him whenever he's wearing a red Korea kit, and I will cheer against him anytime he's in a white Tottenham kit. <laughs> uh, expectations for uh, Tottenham. Um, they think they should challenge for fourth. Realistically, it's avoiding a St. Tottenham's Day and getting a, a European spot. Um, some big questions I have for them are, you know, whether Harry Kane, what is, what's going to happen with Harry Kane? Are they in a rebuild? Should they, they should probably be in a rebuild. Um, and really did they piss away this last cycle of probably the best team that Tottenham's ever ha- has had in the last 25 years? Will Yank, young Yank Cameron Carter Vickers get to play at center back for them? Will he get any minutes? No. 23 year old. Probably not. Probably not. What do you what do you think? Do you think Harry Kane is uh, is leaving or do you think he's going to he suit up for Spurs? I mean, if he if he suits up um, and then I mean, him and Son make such a great partnership that they'll score a lot of goals. Both of them. I, I think Kane stays in North London, but I am Goes not to Arsenal. A, <laughs> I am not a great Premier League transfer rumor mind. Fair enough. All right. 59 and a half points. Is there over under uh, overs minus one thirty five unders plus one Oh five. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm just going to go and say, I'm taking the under on that one. I'm going to take the over. Under. You guys are all wrong. New news, new news is going to be an improvement over Mourinho somehow. Okay. <laughs> sure. I mean, when you lose your, your only goal, like your, best goal scorer and you're only guy who actually gives assist to you know the other good goal scorer um, <laughs> sure uh all right watford uh the last promoted team uh they finished second in the championship last year uh they are plus fifty thousand to win the league so throw your dollar down on watford uh 27 10 9 in the uh championship 91 points they place second um behind norch uh, they bounced back from being relegated as well in 2019-2020. They are actually a pretty good defensive team. They supplemented that defensive team by bringing Danny Rose from uh, the aforementioned Tottenham Hopster. Um, Ismail Asar Ben Foster is, in net. Yeah. Ben Foster in net. Ismail Asar is probably their best player who was a, a Liverpool target uh, just a year ago when they brought in Diogo Jota instead. Uh, they do have Joao Pedro and Troy Deeney. Um, who are technically Premier League players. They are a very good defensive team. And Cisco is their manager. Not that Cisco. Not the Thong Song uh, Cisco. <laughs> I wish it were. That'd but be awesome. A, but a Cisco nonetheless. You know Cisco lives in uh, Maple Grove, right? In Minnesota. No, I did not know that. Yes. So he, does, he, lives in, he lives in Maple Grove, Minnesota. So yeah. uh, expectations, expectations for Watford. Avoid relegation. Um, my big question is when will they officially be relegated? Uh, I'm going to say March. So I don't think Wofford has any, any right or, or reason to be in the Premier League again for another year after this one. So Tom Cleverly and, and Josh King are going to tear it up, man. No, no, they're not. Fucking Josh King. You throw just, you throw Josh King in, in, into the, into the chat here. Uh, yeah, no, uh, th- this is, I mean, good for them getting back up. I think they're going to go straight back down. Um, all right. Over under 34 and a half points. That's a, you know, that's 
they could still be relegated with over 34 and a half points. The over is minus 120. The under is minus 110. What do you guys have? Over. No, under. I'm going to take the over. Even though I think they're going to get relegated. Yeah, I think it's under under as well. Um, I'll be surprised if they if they win like four games. So, all right, moving along, two more teams left, and then we'll uh, we'll just wrap up everything else. Uh, West Ham United plus ten thousand to win the league. They finished last year um, nineteen eight and eleven, uh, sixty five points in sixth place, and so they're playing in uh, in uh, Europa this year. Um, they finished sixth after almost being relegated the year before. David Boys, Europa League. It's uh it's a thing. Uh Thomas Suchek, Declan Rice, um, and a bunch of some other guys, including uh their only forward, uh Mikhail Antonio. Um expectations for this team, probably mid-table, maybe a bit of a Europa run. Um I guess my big question for this team is which is true, which is the true West Ham? So Right. The year, bef- yes. the year, the year before, this team finished in seventeenth place and almost got relegated. They had literally were uh, uh, by the you know the the bare skin of their ass did not get relegated. Finished seventeenth. Uh, then the following year, last year, they finished sixth place. Um, were you know in the top four for quite a bit of the season. So which is the true West Ham team? Uh, the sixth place team of last year or the seventeenth seventeenth place team of the year before? Neither. Thank you, Jess. That's... Right answer. So, so thirteenth. Somewhere or 12, in there, or twelfth, twelfth, or something. They're, they're going to be mid table. And my God, I hope they finish below Everton this year. <laughs> All right, uh, forty-nine and a half points is the over/under for West Ham United. MJ, let's start with you. You picked uh, Everton. The over on Everton at 53 and a half points. So where do you think uh, West Ham United finishes? 49 and a half points is the over-under. And I don't over- see them having the depth to manage a good Europa Cup run. And the question will be, does David Moyes just sack his Europa Cup? Like, doesn't care about the roster to try to keep points in the Premier League. I don't know the answer to that question, <laughs> but I am taking the under. Me too. Uh, all right. I'm also, well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go the over on, on these guys. Oh, fuck it. Um, Jess has <laughs> done four unders in a row, by the way, uh, after I told you you're you yeah, skewing exactly. over. Um, <laughs> all right. Final team of the, of the, of the podcast, the Wolverhampton Wanderers, the Wolves probably, they were one of my favorite teams for the last couple of years. Um, plus 15,000 to win the league. Uh, they finished last year, 12, nine and 17, 45 points in 13th place. They have a new manager, Bruno Lagash. Um, So a new approach, new ownership and ownership. They kept Once, the manager Portuguese. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, the owners of this team are Portuguese. They 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 brought a new manager, new approach. Um, but the ownership wants this team to become more self sufficient. Um, the Portuguese owners of the team put a shit ton of money into them um, when they were in uh, the championship. 
brought the team up to the uh, Premier League. And now, now that they're sort of like firmly entrenched in the Premier League, theoretically, they want them to be able to like sell to buy, basically. Um, Rui Patricio is out, but they do have some really good uh, players still in the squad. Uh, Pedro Neto, uh, Dama Traore, uh, who Liverpool expressed interest in this year, uh, and Ruben Neves are still in the squad. Um, including uh, and Raul Jimenez, uh, who suffered a uh, head fracture um, last year, still in the squad. So they haven't brought too many pe- players in because they still need to uh, to sell some players off to buy. They expect expectations. They would love to challenge for a European spot. More than likely, this is a mid-table team. Um, maybe make a cup run in the either Carabao or FA Cup if they get a good draw. My big question. So Raul Jimenez, uh, Mexican international, is uh, back. Isn't it He's been... Jimenez. Jimenez, yes. Um, he is uh, back playing with the team. Um, can he regain the form that he was? He was playing really fucking well when he uh, when uh, was it David Luiz cleated him in the fucking head um, and fractured his skull. Sounds can he right. rega- can he regain his form? And if he if he regains his form, like does that you know that could push Wolverhampton. Uh, a little bit up the table. So can Jimenez uh, regain his form? He's pretty, uh, Jimenez is pretty key to how they're going to do. They, they bring in a, a young right wing uh, Portuguese, surprising Francisco Trincao from Barcelona, um, 21 years old. He's not going to solve all their problems. Hopefully he gets minutes, but it, they're going to be mid-table. All right. So 44 and a half points clearly puts them mid-table. Uh, over is minus 130, under is plus 100. MJ. I have them at 43 points at just the under, despite the odds saying otherwise. So I'm thinking under. All right. Jess? Under. All right, I'm going over on this on these guys. I think uh, I think they find a way. So uh, I don't know. I'm right. not a doctor. I don't know about his head injury. <laughs> I think he, I think uh, Jimenez will be fine. Um, all right, Hopefully. so we have, we just have a couple of other things. Um, hold on, out of here. Uh, your two teams non-favorite team division that you're excited to watch this year what does non-favorite team division mean i'm I'm basically saying like for mj can't pick everton i can't pick liverpool you don't have a a a favorite epl team so you can pick whatever teams you want this is mostly just for me and mj to uh not pick our 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 teams because obviously i want to watch liverpool a lot um Mm -hmm. and obviously i want to watch everton shit the bed so um i'm not picking either of those teams in my teams i'm excited to watch so in the non-favorite team division, just since you don't have a favorite team, you can pick any team you want um, or any two well, teams you want. I still pick Chelsea. And I'm going to... Well, uh, Aston Villa. Okay. MJ. I'm going to say Leeds United. Nope, they're fun. And 
I would normally pick Arsenal as another team that I'd like to see do well, but not above Everton. But this season, we're going with the Canaries, going with Norwich. So Leeds and Norwich are going to be my two teams, not Everton. Nice. Uh, So I had Chelsea as one of my teams as well, um, just because I want to watch Kristen Pulisic do what he does and how the fuck Thomas Tuchel is going to manage that entire shit show of a, of an attack. Um, I also like had Brentford slash Norwich as my two other teams I was considering. Um, so I'm definitely interested in Norwich. Oh yeah. Brentford. I, you know, up the bees, man. I think the bees are going to be uh, a good solid team. And um, yeah, my son loves bees right now. So I might have to, might have to get him a Brentford kit. Uh, nothing else. So uh, all right. So two more things before we end the podcast. Um, our top six in an order. Uh, we can go six to one, one to six. Um, you guys ready to do this? Yes. Okay. Do I need to pause for a second? So just no, you, you just keep going and I'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, well, MJ. Um, how about you start? Uh, six to one, go. Six to one. So, okay. In sixth place, I have Leeds United overachieving. In fifth, I have Arsenal. Fourth, Wait, hold, hey, stop. Hold on. Stop. Stop for a second. Jess, can you can you do do you know what your six to one are? So we can we can each just do our six to ones. We can do our six, at the same time, and then five, four, three, two, one. Hang on. Hang on. Okay. Give me. One minute. Three, two, one. All right. So now that brings us to the final part where we're going to do our top six and our relegation uh, places. In order, we'll start from the the sixth up to one. I'll start. uh, I have in sixth place, Arsenal. MJ. Leeds United. West Ham. Fifth place, I have Leicester City. Arsenal. Newcastle. Damn. Uh, really high wow. on Newcastle. <laughs> wow, I like it. Uh, fifth place, I have... Uh, or sorry, fourth place, I have Man United. I also have Man United. Totten. All right. Uh, third place, I have Man City. Third place, I have Liverpool. Man U. Uh, second place, Chelsea. Second place, also Chelsea. Man City. Uh, and then in first place, I have Liverpool, obviously, because I'm a fucking homer. So <laughs> in first place, I have Man City because I worship the ground Pep Guardiola walks on. In third place, I have Chelsea because they were my first love. Um, so some some fun notes there. Uh Jess does not have Liverpool making the top six at all. Um, MJ did not pick Everton in the top six. Also, fun note. So Come on. Underwhelming? No. Surprising. Does Jess know what she's doing? Has Jess watched the Premier League in the last seven years of her life? No. I would love to see Newcastle be in fifth place and Liverpool not make Europe. That would be wonderful. Take things up. Yeah, it would be it would be hilarious and it's definitely not gonna happen. So um well fun, good fun thing for it's all not of you real guys. money. 
All right. Uh, let's do relegation. We don't have to do this in order. Just uh, we'll we'll go relegation uh, 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 spots. I'll, I have Crystal Palace in uh, 18th place. Um, MJ, I have Burnley in 18th place. Jess, the Wolves. Oh man, our friend David Kelly is not going to like that. So um, I have Burnley in 19th place. I have Newcastle, and I probably said earlier I thought they were going to stay up, so I'm changing that. <laughs> To to whom? On this pod. Oh, so you're, are you changing Newcastle being relegated, or are you changing your previous prediction? No, no. Whatever I said earlier, I think I said I thought they would overachieve or something. But yeah, no, I, I have okay. them relegated at, <laughs> at 19th place. All right, Jess. Crystal Palace. Oh man, I it sucks. I really like Crystal Palace a lot. So, uh, and then uh, in 20th place, I have Watford. I also have Watford. Brentford. All right. So there you Why go. Not? That is that is the uh, the 2021-2022 Dave's I Know EPL preview podcast. Uh, please rate and review this dumbass podcast wherever you <laughs> listen to it. Um, subscribe, follow, whatever. Uh, Patreon.com slash the Dave's I Know. Uh, at TDIKMN on Twitter. Please tell us how wrong we are. Uh, if you have specific uh, for me, don't tell me how wrong I am. I know specific complaints about how wrong somebody is. Um, Jessica one four four zero eight three nine or two nine or two. Um, MJ Met MJ is, MJ is at MJ Matsui. Um, M A T T S U I. Um, you can tell him how wrong he is. Uh, only good uh and correct opinions to at Texas Zeller. Um, if you want to do that, so. Like correct opinions, like he's Tell wrong. On. Tell him correct, how as, as in as in how correct I am. So, uh, guys, this was this was really fun. I'm glad I'm glad MJ that you <laughs> texted us in the afternoon. Like, hey, by the way, should we do a, a podcast about this? Sure. Yes, we should. Uh, all right, I'm hoping to get this up by before I go to bed tonight, which is probably at this point now around two o'clock in the morning. Um, so yes, please listen to this podcast. If you don't fuck you whatever uh we have been the days you know this is the day we have to try and work it out because we both know we can't do nothing at all Long as you do yours, land here become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. Uh, we, we do our thing, son.